This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So um, just going to let you guys know, next week there will not be an episode. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on spring break. So um, we're going to have this episode this week, nothing next week, and then we're going to get back to a normal schedule, I think, for the rest of at least this semester. Um, I'll have to double-check, see if anything comes up. I don't think anything will, but if that does, I will let you know. So um, the Milwaukee Bucks are on, like, an incredible win streak right now. I think they're won like 15 or 16 straight. And uh, with that, I was like, let's do an all-time and all-prime roster. Uh, I thought I haven't done this in a while. I think the last time we did this was the Jazz when they started out hot, and that was the beginning of the season. So now we're at the all-star break. Um, so, yeah, all-time Bucks, all-prime Bucks. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, all-time. This one... These were tough. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it was tough like trying to pick between people. It was more like trying to pick people out of the all-time list on basketball reference. Um, some of them, like, I think the shooting guard position is a little stacked on this team. Um, and you go back and forth on who should be in, who should be out. But other than that, it was kind of tough to pick people. And that's what it is. I mean, it's a small market. I mean, all these small market franchises, you're not getting all those big-time free agents. You got to either draft these guys or trade for them, or maybe we'll get a big-time free agent. You're not going to get a prime free agent. But, um, yeah, I think it's still a good team overall. Point guard, no question for me. I know that maybe I'm biased, maybe, because, you know, we went to high school in Indiana, two-time state champion, Oscar Robertson had to put him at point guard. Um, and this is like, this isn't the best of Oscar Robertson. I mean, the best was him in Cincinnati. Um, I mean, him in Milwaukee, I mean, he turned that franchise right back around. I mean, he won a championship in like the first year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, when he joined up with Kareem and yeah, I mean, Oscar is Oscar. I mean, he averaged triple double for a season. We all know this. Um, a really good point guard who I think is a great captain for this team. Shooting guard. When Ray Allen. Ray Allen was a completely different monster when he was in Milwaukee. Started out there. Uh, he, w- he wasn't really that much about shooting. He still could shoot, but he was an athletic beast. Uh, someone who could really slash to the rim and get amazing s- slams. So, um. Yeah, how to go with Ray Allen. There was a few others we'll talk later that could have taken the, sh- the starting shooting guard spot. But I think Ray Allen is a really good starter. Small forward. Now, I know you guys are going to think I'm biased. I know you are. But I swear, this is the best pick. Glenn Big Dog Robinson out of Purdue. Um I didn't really think that he would make this list, honestly. I knew that, like, you know, he was an all-star. He was one of the main guys on the Eastern Conference Finals Bucks team in, what, 2000, when they lost to Allen Iverson. Glenn Robinson averaged 20 points per game while with the Bucks. 
Um, so I think that he's a great addition. I would have considered more a power forward because I think that's what more he played when he was at Purdue. I mean, he's I think he switched between four the three and four. But when you go on basketball reference, it says he is a small forward and not even a secondary position. He's a small forward. So, um, yeah, Glenn Big Dog Robinson, so glad to have him as a starter on this team. Power forward, pretty simple. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, you know, two-time MVP, uh, defensive player of the year. Looking to, you know, people are saying he's in the hunt for a third MVP, although from what everyone is saying, probably going to go to Nikola Jokic for the third straight time, which puts him in incredible territory. Um, I mean, like only like four players have won MVP three years straight. But yeah, Giannis is a freak of nature, the Greek freak, obviously. Um, took the took the Bucks to the 2021 NBA Finals and won it for their first championship in 50 years. So, yeah, Giannis is a legend. I think surefire, by the end of his career, surefire best international player ever. Him and Jokic are going to have to fight at, fight that one out. But I give the edge to Giannis. Um, an incredible player, an incredible person, too. I mean, he's just hilarious. And, you know, he's done so much. In media, he has a movie out about him. I think it's on Disney Plus. About I think it's called Rise. Haven't watched it. Um, yeah, Giannis is an awesome dude. And uh, yeah, and how many times has he been? What two time All Star captain? That's pretty. Good. That's pretty good. Center, Kareem Abdul Jabbar had to go with him. There's there's no other center that can top Kareem. In the history of the Bucks, um, he he was at he was on the Bucks by accident, pretty much. I won't say at, well, not really accident. I've told the story on the podcast before where, you know, Kareem didn't want to go to Milwaukee because I mean it's a small market. He didn't he was used to L.A. He didn't really want to go there. So it was between Phoenix and Milwaukee. Milwaukee got the coin flip for number one pick. Kareem was ready to go to the ABA. It was just all based on money. And, you know, he has a meeting with Milwaukee. He has a meeting with the ABA. And George Mike and the commissioner of the ABA has a million-dollar check in his pocket just as a signing bonus. He's like, here's what you'll do. Here's what you'll get as a signing bonus. And Mike and freezes. He doesn't give him the check. And so with that, Kareem knew he wasn't going to make enough money. He ends up in Milwaukee and wins a championship in two years of being there. Of course, you know, as I mentioned, having Oscar really helped out a lot. But Kareem is Kareem. I mean, now second all-time in scoring. I mean, he, he was the foundation of those Milwaukee teams for years up until 1970. Eight was it when he when he went to LA seventy seven maybe, um, yeah I mean he won MVP Finals MVP while in Milwaukee uh, uh it's to me it's obvious Kareem six man uh backup small forward I went with Marcus Johnson someone who I completely passed over at first 
Um, he has an argument to be in the starting lineup, which is why he's six man. Marcus Johnson was incredible. I've talked about him before. He was up for the Hall of Fame, I think, last year, two years ago. I said he probably could, I probably should get in. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he did in college at USC. Um, or was it USC or was it Arizona State? I cannot let me check real quick. Marcus Johnson. Let's see here. Nope, I don't want to claim this knowledge panel. I just want to go to basketball reference. Five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 77-78, All-Rookie. Went to UCLA, actually. So another UCLA guy on his team alongside Kareem. Yeah, Marcus Johnson is... A really good player. Man, this Wi-Fi is slow today. I'm sorry. Third pick in 1977. Played 11 years in the league. Averaged 20.7 rebounds, 3.6 assists for his career. And spent most of his time in Milwaukee. Went from 77 to 84. Number seven. Seven, second off the bench. Sidney Moncrief. Talked about him before. Um, probably one of the best defensive players ever. I mean, he's won, is it three defensive player of the years? Sidney Moncrief. In 11 years, two-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-star, five-time all-MVP, all-NBA, excuse me, five-time all-defensive and the Hall of Fame nod. Playing in Milwaukee all but one year. Whereas in his final year, he came out of retirement to play in Atlanta for 72 games, averaging 4.7 points. But there's only two seasons where he didn't average double figures. His first in Milwaukee, his rookie year, and then his last year in Atlanta. The rest, he was averaging double figures. I mean, for one, two, three, four years straight, he averaged 20 points per game. You can almost count six because he averaged 19.8 points per game before that five-year stretch. So, yeah, Sidney Moncrief for me. He, for me, in terms of defensive, I would put him in the starting lineup, but I think Ray Allen is better genu- generally. So, yeah, I went with Sidney Moncrief. Number eight, Terry Cummings, someone who, along with Moncrief and, you know, Alan Robinson, Robertson came in a little later, um, but I mean, those Bucks teams from the eighties, I mean, led by Terry Cummings and Moncrief were nasty. Um, never really did much because I mean, the East was so stacked back then, but they were, a, they were a threat and, um, yeah, Terry Cummings was behind that big time. I mean, he was started out as a great rookie in L uh, San Diego. I think, I don't think they were the LA Clippers just yet when he was there. Yeah, I think he, he even won Rookie of the Year, I'm pretty sure. Let's just go ahead and double-check if this Wi-Fi was not so slow today. Terry Cummings played from 83 to 2000. Wow. Okay, so he started out in San Diego for his first two years and then played in Milwaukee up until 89. Two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA 
all rookie in A2, A3 with the rookie of the year. Really good to have him as a backup power forward. Number nine. So fourth person off the bench, just my backup center. I went with Bob Lanier, who passed away last year. Rest in peace. Um, Lanier, I think he's more well-known for his Detroit days, but he had just as good production in Milwaukee. And to be honest, it was between him and Andrew Bogut. And I was like, I'll throw in Bob Lanier. So, yeah, Bob Lanier, really good backup center for Kareem. Trust me. Backup point guard, number 10. I probably could adjust this lineup differently. Probably not have Drew Holiday be the fifth guy off the bench. But, yeah, went with Drew Holiday as I just ruined that. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, like Holiday became an all-star this year with Milwaukee. He was an all-star with Philadelphia beforehand. Um, Holiday is just a really solid point guard and someone who – is very trustworthy. I mean, he was the point guard on the championship team in 2021. If you're a point guard on a championship team, you're most likely going to get in on the all-time roster. I'm just saying. It seems, I mean, especially like if you are Drew Holiday to where you are really running the show. Because like with the Heat, Norris Cole or Mario Chalmers are not getting in. They didn't do that much. They were starting point guard by title. But when it comes to, like, they made a difference, you have a good chance making your all-time roster. Last two off the bench are shooting guards. Like I said, shooting guards was, it was tough for me to decide. Uh, 11th, 11th on the roster, I went with Chris Middleton. Shooting guard, I mean, big-time all-star on that um, 2021 championship team. I couldn't see how he couldn't be on it. And then I went with Michael Red, And Michael Red was on the path for stardom before uh, his knee injuries happened. And man, I think he still with the Bucks, he averaged like, even with all those injuries, he averaged 20 points a game with them. So I couldn't leave Michael Red off the list. So, yeah, that's the all-time. Once again, go through it quick. Starting starters are Oscar Robertson, Ray Allen, Glenn Big Dog Robinson, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, six-man, Marcus Johnson, followed by Sidney Moncrief, Terry Cummings, Bob Lear, Drew Holiday, and then Chris Middleton and Michael Redd getting limited minutes. So, now let's go to the all-prime Bucks roster. Now, if you remember, all-prime should not include anyone who's on the all-time list. I messed that up when I did the Heat one. I'll have to go back and redo that one at some point. But um, all-prime basically means, like, someone who you were, like, kind of surprised they were on this team at some point or if they were, like, before their prime or past their prime, they were on the Bucks. And I, was, I always wonder, like, what would this team look like if all these players were in their prime and thrown on the same team? So I went, So let's go ahead and jump into that. Starting point guard, Gary Payton. He was a part of the trade that sent Ray Allen to Seattle. They got Gary Payton in return. Gary Payton, I think he only played, he was like two years, like 80, maybe like 90 games, something like that. Um, he did really good. I mean, honestly, really good by the stats. I mean, when you only play like a year and a half, eh, you're not 
It's, yeah, whatever. So I have him at starting point guard. Starting shooting guard, this was the opposite for the prime, for, from the all-time lineup. The all-prime lineup had, like, almost no shooting guards to choose from, at least of any no, any noteworthy ones. And I wanted Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, he seemed like someone who, I mean, he shot the ball pretty well. I mean, yeah, this, it's a starting shooting guard. It's not going great for them. I, I promise the rest of the lineup is good. It's just, man, that shooting guard position is tough. Small forward Adrian Dantley, who I think has been on every roster except for the Heat, but it was only because I don't think the Heat were in existence when Adrian Dantley was playing. Um, said it four times already. I'll say it again. Uh, a great scorer, uh, a very underrated scorer who took a while. At, I mean, he was on plenty of teams before he made it to the Jazz where he became like scoring champion and all that. Um, but once he got there, I mean, no, he was unstoppable. Uh, also went to Notre Dame. So, I mean, that's first, that's something. So, yeah, had to throw in Adrian Danley. I was going between him and someone else on the bench. We'll talk later, but I, on this, I kind of had to give it two points per game. And Adrian Danley averages almost like 30. Not, well, maybe not around 30, like 24 or something like that. It's, it's a, Big amount. I mean, honestly, let's go to Adrian Dantley. 24.3 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, 3 assists. On 54% field goal shooting, by the way. Two-time scoring champ, six-time All-Star. Two-time All-NBA, 77 All-Rookie, and Rookie of the Year, along with the Hall of Fame. So AD gets in the starting lineup. Power forward. Do you remember that Pau Gasol was on the Bucks a couple years ago? I forgot about it. Um, Pau, imagine him. Like, put him. Uh, let's. So, what would his prime be? Gary Payton, obviously, his prime is like early, like the not early days Sonics, but like around the time where they faced MJ and the Bulls in '96. Jerry Stackhouse, I don't know. Just pick a year where he did the best. Adrian Danley, one of those years where he scored, where he had the scoring title. Pau Gasol, what do you do for his prime? Do you do Memphis, where he did overall great production? Or do you go with L.A., to where he was a great role player and really helped that team win a couple championships? I'm kind of leaning toward L.A. Because, I mean, like, Adrian Danley can score the ball. We got other guys who can score the ball. Um... At the same time, the Jerry Stackhouse thing, really, I don't know. You might need more scoring out of Pau Gasol. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. Uh, you could pick whatever, and I think I don't think you, there's a wrong answer. But, yeah, Pau Gasol, he was on the Bucks there towards the end of his career. And then I think he went to Portland after. So if we, when we do the Portland all-prime roster, Pau Gasol will be on that. Trust me. Center. Moses Malone was in Milwaukee towards the end of his career. And um, this, is, this is the other score where I'm like, man, I don't know if you need Pau to score that much. I mean, if Moses is, on, is in the lineup... He's going to get his boards. We know that. I mean, the chairman of the boards, rebounding machine, fo fo fo. 
Moses. Um, I did a whole episode on Moses. I don't think it was the best of in terms of like in-depth research on Moses. I just wanted to talk about him because I think that was around the day he died. Um, it like the anniversary, not anniversary, like the same day, whatever. Um, but yeah, Moses is Moses, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Fo fo fo. If you don't know that story, either listen to my episode where I talk about it, or just look it up for yourself. It's very amusing on the whole fo 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 thing. Six man, he, the shooting guard. Yeah, man, he was almost a starter. I'm telling you, he was very close. But I went with Jason Terry. Now, where is prime Jason Terry? I don't know. Is it him on the Hawks early in his career? Is it him on that 2011 Mavericks team? Maybe. I think you're. It's one of those things where you can just pick, pick one of two spots and you'll be fine. But yeah, had a Jet in there. Seven, second off the bench, I had Alex English. Who this is the one I was going between whether or not to start Adrian Dantley or not. Alex English, I've again, I'm sounding like a broken record. I've talked about this before. When the NBA 75 anniversary team came out and Alex English wasn't on it, I was so upset. One, Alex English just deserves way more credit just because he's on those Denver teams where no one really cared is really hurting him in the long run. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but, I mean, come on. Alex English. One of those guys who Hall of Fame, eight-time All-Star, 82-83 scoring champ, three-time All-MVP, All-NBA. I keep saying All-MVP for some reason. But he was in Milwaukee at the beginning of his career. He only played there two years, averaging 5.2 points and 9.6 points per game. But it's the all-prime roster. Alex English is someone who plenty of shooters patterned their game off of. Most notably, I know Reggie Miller patterned his game off of Alex English's. Um, And also, Alex English led scoring for the entire 80s. When when you break down the 80s decade as a whole, Alex English scored the most points in the 80s. And think of all the players who played in the 80s and had so much scoring production. Kareem played from like 80 to 88. Uh, Magic was in there. Larry Bird was in there. Jordan was 84 to, to 89. I mean, of all these players, Alex English leads the 80s in scoring. The 80s is like the best era of basketball, according to some, according to people. Like, of all the legends that, are, that played in the 80s, Alex English leads, beats all of them out in scoring. Does not get the credit he deserves at all. Threw him second off the bench. Number eight. Backup point guard went with Tiny Archibald, someone who, I forget what stat it was, he averaged, one of like few people to average, I think, double figure, I'll just look it up. I'll I'll notice it as soon as I see it in the stats. Went to UTEP, which I, at that point it was probably um, Texas Western when he went there. He, I mean, 1970. It may have been UTEP. I'm not sure. 
He was in Cincinnati, Kansas City, played in Boston for a little bit. His last year was in Milwaukee. Still have seven points a game on 46 games. Um, 1972-73, average 34-11. and 11. I think he's... Let's see here. 30, 34 points, 11 assists, excuse me, on 46 minutes played leading the league in that year. I forget what stat it is. That he, he's like one of the only, he's like the only person to have so-and-so stats for so many years in a row. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll have to look that up here pretty quick. That's what it was, excuse me, um, from NBA.com, Archibald became the only player ever to lead the league in both scoring and assists in a season with that 34 points per game and 11 assists. So, yeah, have him as your backup point guard against Gary Payton. Man, that's a tough team. Uh, backup power forward, number nine, I had Serge Ibaka. Forgot he was on the Bucks there for a little bit. Um, Serge is Serge. I mean, probably you throw in his... Oklahoma City Thunder days. Um, and I think that you'll be just fine. Number 10. This player played for the Bucks last year. DeMarcus Cousins was on the Bucks last year. What a fall from grace. I know it's the Achilles injury that really set him back. But, man, DeMarcus Cousins was so good. The only reason he's not starting is because Moses Malone is a starter. Like, that's it. Um, there are a few, I think, there. oh, there's quite a few centers in NBA history who would start over DeMarcus Cousins. Not Maybe not in a prime sense, like the all-prime team. But, I mean, when you have Moses in front of you, come on, you're not starting over Moses. But DeMarcus Cousins was incredible. Clearly, you throw him in in the Sacramento days where he's averaging, like, he was putting up like 50 points every other night, pretty much. It was crazy. That whole year, I think it was like 2017, like Damian Lillard was scoring 50 a couple times. Paul George did. Anthony Davis went bonkers. Um, DeMarcus Cousins was doing that. It was an incredible. I think Devin Booker had I think that was the year Devin Booker had 71. It was an incredible year for scoring. But now, this year, it's just even better for scoring. So, yeah. I have DeMarcus Cousins as my last in the rotation. All right, so the last two who are getting minutes, I want, well, first I'll talk about the one other person who I was thinking of. Again, the shooting guard position is tough. Um, I was thinking of throwing in Del Curry. But when I looked at Stackhouse, Jason Terry's stats, I decided to, not put in Del Curry. So he was one that was up for consideration. That was really the only one. The rest of these were pretty um, pretty obvious to me. Number 11, uh, I threw in Tony Kukoc. I mean, you just throw him in. Actually, let's argue this out. Do you throw him in when he's on the Bulls, or do you throw him in the like when he played for his national team? Because in like the 92 Olympics, if Scotty and Michael Jordan weren't guarding Tony Kukoc, he was probably going to be the best player in those Olympics. Like he was incredible. I mean, I think that team like silver medaled in 92. Um, 
I don't know. If you if you just want to keep it in NBA, yes, you throw him in when he's on the Bulls. Specifically, probably the year when Michael retired at first. It was like him and Scotty's team, kind of. I mean, it was definitely Scotty's team, but I mean, Tony Kukoc had a bigger role in those years. And number 12, I threw in Jack Sigma, someone who I consider to throw in for the first team, the all-time team, but I was remembering wrong because I thought Sigma had spent more time in Milwaukee than he did. I think he spent five years there. And his, it was, his production was on a down, downhill slope. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Jack Sigma is still a really good player. I mean, when he was in Seattle, he led them to the NBA Finals. And let's see here, Jack Sigma. Yeah, he came in, like, right after Seattle won. No, he won in 79. Uh, so he's a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, 79 NBA champ, all-rookie in 78, and 82 all-defensive. He spent 77 to 86 in Seattle, and then his last five years, like I mentioned, we're in Milwaukee, still averaging double figures, but not to where... He was in Seattle. His best year in Milwaukee, 16.5 points per game, one steal, one block, eight rebounds, shot 92% to free throw line, which led the league that year. Um, yeah, I threw him in, and he was the last spot in the rotation. Again, if it wasn't DeMarcus Cousins and Moses Malone ahead of him, he probably would have got like more minutes. But, um, yeah, threw in Jack Sigma. So to recap, all prime bucks. Gary Payton, probably, and I'll also go with the what era. Gary Payton, around 96, Sonics. Jerry Sackhouse picked the best year. Adrian Dantley, uh, one of the years he scored. Scoring champ. Pau Gasol, I'll throw in the Lakers, Pau Gasol. Most Malone. Ooh, man. Uh... 76ers, e- either year where he either won MVP in Houston or 76ers, they were the, like the same time. He went back-to-back, I'm pretty sure. Jason Terry, let's go 2011 Mavericks. Alex English, pick, pick the year they won the scoring title. Tiny Archibald, let's go with the year where he averaged 30 points per game and 11 assists. Serge Ibaka, Thunder, let's go 2012 Thunder, I think, or maybe 2013, 2014, around that era of the Thunder. DeMarcus Cousins, 2017 Kings. Tony Kukoc, uh, 94 Bulls. Jack Sigma, let's go 79 Sonics. So... There, there it is, the all-time and all-prime Bucks rosters. Uh, hopefully, after this episode comes out, that uh, the Bucks don't snap their winning streak because that would not be good for this episode. Um, but yeah, that will be it for this week. I just want to thank you for listening. Uh, again, no episode next week. Again, going to have spring break, so maybe do some research and then maybe get you a, a higher-quality episode going into the week after next so be sure to follow me on twitter at dr00 and i'll talk to you 
next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.